Support for this episode comes from Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why Viator has over 300,000 bookable experiences, so there's always something for everyone. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. I'm in the hospital bed. Like, I just see all these people rushing in the hospital. Like, where you at? Where you at? They just want to, you know, just be there for me, you know? Mm -hmm. So I'm in the hospital bed, and the, like, the doctor, like, she run over everything, my testing and stuff like that. And she like, yeah, this might be one of those, like, where you never get to play basketball again. Like, you'll never play basketball again. I'm like, man, you ain't no way. Like, right. you know, I serve a greater God. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, God got the last answer. So I'm yeah. like, you ain't finna tell me I'm not finna play basketball again. Like, that's... that's Point. Forward. This is Andre Iguodala. This is Evan Turner. We're trying to get to the true essence of not just basketball, but life. And that means something, something, something. It is like a finger pointing away to the moon. Don't concentrate on the finger or you will miss all that heavenly glory. That level of understanding has been taken out of the out of the game. What's up, everybody? Uh, welcome back to another episode of the Point Four Podcast. Myself, Andre Iguodala, and my main man Evan Turner. Yo, yo. Hope everybody uh, enjoyed last week's episode, the first from the season two. Uh, with Steve Ballmer. Had a lot of exciting mm -hmm. things to talk about, what he's trying to build over there. Um, if you missed it, check it out on YouTube or Apple or wherever you get your pods. Uh, keep hitting us with the feedback as well. We see it on the review. We see it in social media. And uh, we appreciate y'all. Let's dive in and speak on Down For That or Clown For That, which is our segment where E.T. and I disagree. I think we got some really good feedback uh, from our listeners and they want to see us debate. We do have some really interesting debates, E.T., over our friendship what do you call it over our uh bromance our partnership like yeah <laughs> our, our, our 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 life partnership i like that one yeah so <laughs> so this first one when we're talking about uh what is it down for that clown for that i think i tweeted about this the other day i did the, too or was the, I, I instagram cheat instagram messaged about it commented whatever they call it talking about is it grant williams dressing up as batman yeah, I just wanted to know where he found them boots from. <laughs> Bro, I just <laughs> I want I just want to know why he thought that was lit. Well, we can't like, agree on it. <laughs> I, so let me go against it. <laughs> cool. Because right, I cool. want to start. Like, <laughs> right, my fault, G. Like, I'm not in agreeing with it. I can't be down for it if that's what you thought. I know you're not down for it. All right, cool. So let's I, first off, I don't know who told him he sounded like Batman. And then so like, I, just, I just saw the interview. Yeah. And go ahead. Go ahead. Do your thing. And then how I many like awkward laughs? Like I would have like dropped dead in the middle of it because it's like nobody laughed when he was doing like the interpretation. You know what I mean? I mean, he's in full character though. I mean, it's Halloween has become a big part of, you know, NBA. You know, the NBA, uh, we, we have the largest uh, social media presence on all the platforms combined with throughout the sports. And so we're big on, you know, just creating that content. You know, content creation has become a sector of its own within society. And, you know, you just 
either you all in or you out, right? Was that an interview at shoot around or at the game? That was after the game. After the game, yeah. Um, Can you, in the spirit of the festivities, can you lose the game and go home in that outfit? You're going to have to. I better see it <laughs> straight up because your bad luck ass showed up like that. That's the reason why we lost, bro. Straight up. They, they won the game, though. Oh, well, good for them. Bro, I'm, I'm with Grant Williams. I'm a big Grant Williams fan. I'm just like, dog, like, make it more to you. You didn't sound like you, you didn't sound like my man's. Like, it was mad awkward and weird and, like, cringeworthy. And I'm a Grant Williams fan. Like, I tweeted, like, whoever – that's a strong woman standing behind him. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't think, I don't think that helped, bro. I'm not going to lie. And I love Grant Williams. Shout out to Grant Williams, straight up. And now, speaking of Twitter, Elon Musk, the sale finally went through. Okay. Well, I just want to talk about one thing. For you, Evan Turner, and I think I asked myself this question. Are you, am I paying $20 a month for people to, for me to get a check and to prove to people that I am who I say I am and I've been here since it started? Bro, I'm not rolling with that. Yeah, I'm not rolling with it. I'm straight, to be honest with you. Shit, all my fame already wore off. Shit. So, there's only one Evan Turner. So, 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 so I'm cool. You can keep that little 20. All right, well, once again, we got sidetracked. So you're asking me if I was down for that. Or for the tw- I was asking you what you down for the $20. We both. We both oh, that's we, what you're talking about? Yeah, I'm, I'm not for the 20. I'm not for I'm the not 20. I'm not for the 20. I can't pay the five. I can't pay the five either. I got to I'll break a dub for that. There's some people that, that would really do that. So I, I, I'm just wondering, of course. Is it a write-off, though? Is it expense? Is it a write-off? Can you expense that? Like, this is a business. I'm not about to go find him. I hate the government, but I ain't finna go ask them for my little 20-something. <laughs> you know what I mean? My 20-something right. back. I'm straight. But uh, I think it is write-off low-key. But, but does that overset? Does that throw salt in the game? Like, do you understand what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Like, do, like, the market's oversaturated. Like, you can buy your way into, like, what? So then what are we going to do next and make something official? If the VIP line is crowded, do we go right back into the, the general admission? Or, like, what Bro, do we that's do? My, that's what, that's man, what that's I'm asking. Because it, 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 it doesn't make it special. Clear in Atlanta might saw, as well not even be clear. One day I saw a clear line that was longer than the non-clear line. And I'm, what's the point? You're absolutely right. But I, I'm I, trying I, to invest in clear because they got some other stuff. So let me not. Well, I'm right going to fix the problem. How about that? Right, right hand to the man. The only thing you need to fix is clear in, like, in Atlanta because they be tweaking. Clear everywhere else <laughs> is getting me. Like, bro, clear is getting me through. Like, it's getting me through in four minutes sometimes. Sometimes I'll be flexed up when I go through there, G. So quick. Straight up. Invest in that. Yeah, the VIP get too crowded. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I mean, I, mean, I guess that's the NFT. That's the NFT right there through the phone. Listen. Don't put me through this nonsense. I got the NFT. I'm going straight through. There go your there go your there go your great idea right there. Yeah. Until next time. Evolution. <laughs> <laughs> Evolution. Speaking of debates, um there was a lot of interesting talk on okay, so the Forbes valuation came out. Uh mm-hmm. on the most valuable sports franchises. The Warriors came in at number two. Wow. Like out of all the sports, right? So, congrats, listen right? Seven, listen to seven. Congrats. I, I, I see no. This, this doesn't 
do anything for me. It don't do nothing for you, but to say that you help build something to a world level on top of everything else is pretty impressive. It's very subjective because, okay, here's my argument. I'm arguing as a governance of an NBA team. I mean, I built this really, and I just put the right assets in place to, you know, build the valuation. So it's just like, so Robert Smith, uh, he takes companies, and he'll buy a company for, say, a billion, $2 billion, and then he'll put his... He'll put his blueprint on it. He'll put his playbook on it, and then he'll end up selling it in three or four years. He'll sell it for nine billion. I'm like that's how, that's just that's just how he works. He takes software companies, you know, cleans up the inside, scales it, to, but he does it on the like the, the the back end. Like you know, they've been through like series A, B, C, D, E, F, G. They like passed all that, and he now like he's taking companies publicly, public companies taking them back private because they all at a discount. You know, getting them right, making them efficient. Boom, throwing them back out there on the market for, you know, six, seven X. But we talking billions when he buying them. So six, seven X on a couple billion is, is crazy. And so I'm saying as a governor of a team, I'm just putting my blueprint on it. Like why like I just got a blueprint that nobody else got. Like I'm light years ahead, right? Yeah. And so as the the assets don't see the assets get paid, you know, the the, the income. You know, me as the governor, I don't get income. Yeah. Like I don't get a check every year. You know, all I just see is the you know, the the the, the price of my uh at my big asset go up and yeah. you know I, I mean, I don't think as are the athletes the asset or are we liabilities cuz our time's running out. Like at the end of the day, like as we get older, our value goes down. So that's that's yeah. the definition of a liability, correct? We like cars. Yeah, true, true, and, true. Right? That's, so Yeah. And so 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 you know, down for that a clown for that or whatever we calling it. I'm a governor, you know, why should I give Steph Curry a percentage of the team just because when I bought it, it was worth 450 and he went on this crazy run, and now it was worth $7 billion on the low end. So what you think? I'm asking. I'm, I'm the, I'm the I mean, governor, Steph so Curry, I'm taking. Yeah, I'm going to be honest with you. To be completely honest, you have to be outside your mind and delusional if you don't know why your team ran it up the way it ran it up. I think it's because simple... because because I put my 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 I put my fingerprints on it. Ain't that what you tell me sometimes? And and I absolutely agree with that. And that's how business goes with. But what I'm saying as a governor, if we're really going to sit behind a closed door and be like let's keep it real, if you have to look in the mirror, I think we we interviewed Joe Lake up. So everything he did was unbelievable. I see how he came up with it. But it's the curry effect. And I, I just think it's as, I think it's as simple as that. If we have to really ask the truth. It's like somebody being like, "Yo, I, I won tons of Grammys, bro. You're a record label. You didn't rap. You didn't make a song. <laughs> you didn't do none of that. Like you understand? What I'm saying. But of finding course, talent and 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 nurturing talent is a skill. Yeah, but at the same time, when it comes down to it, it's an honor amongst thieves. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like the same person that found talent is going to know bad talent and leave it there. It don't take a genius for you to f to find an open seat and sit down. Like, do you understand <laughs> what I'm saying? Because you said no to a bunch of spots prior to. So when, it's like when they say, do do organizations win championships? No, motherfucker, it was Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan did some. Uh, my, uh, you you winning <laughs> like a motherfucker. But Michael Jordan. It wasn't even about the Chicago Bulls. It was about what he did for the game of basketball. And what is and Steph doing? That's what I'm. I think that's what I'm saying, as well. 
you know, Steph Curry has raised the value, and LeBron James, and uh, Giannis is in there. Um, the, it's a, a bunch of great European players saying, I was talking about how the game has changed and who changed yeah. the game. We had a lot yeah. of great European players yeah. who, who spread out the, the – it globalized the game. Yeah, Luca went for and, that 40-point triple-double on my birthday. I see you, Luca. Thank you. And I think Steph has done something for the game that is, you know, it's just it's like those generational talents. And yeah. I think that's where I'm trying to come from. But I'm also trying to see it from the other side. You know, like I'm not taking any income on this uh, on this on a yearly basis. Like I'm 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 pouring into it every year. But I'm also knowing <laughs> this thing gonna be worth a hundred billion at some point. So I'm yeah. just ride this wave. <laughs> but you know, there are things. You know, can you put a value on? This is one of the things I wanted to answer. Uh, I was thinking about too. Does the success or the historical success? play a part in the valuation of the team or the its current success? Because, you know, you always got markets like L.A., Boston, um, Chicago, of course. Uh, you know, Houston's a big market. Phoenix is a big market. Philly's a big market. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah. obviously New York, tripping New York. Yeah. Like, you got those big markets. Those teams are always, like, sitting at the top. But, you know, it's funny because I did ask this question. You know, when the team was purchased, where was it ranked in terms of valuations amongst NBA teams? I have no clue. I will say this with the evaluation. Somebody, I asked somebody, they said like the 20s, like 20 or something. I got to find it. But, that's, but it had good bones when, when he did purchase the team due to the simple fact of the matter that the fan base was coming every single night. Yeah, they were. It was. Do, do you understand what I'm saying? Like, uh, sir. Every it was time like Monte, we, Monte, Monte was there, still there though. Monte Ellis, yeah, was still but there. bro, but you remember in 2010, 2011 when we would play, we'd be like, bro, I'm shocked this weak ass team is selling out. They got a great fan base, man. It's a large market and too, and that's what I'm saying. So like, when you evaluate that, do you think that goes in with it? Because no matter what, you don't have to worry about filling seats or putting butts in the stands. From Forbes.com, the value of pro sports teams are up an average of 250 percent since 2009. But it was the Warriors. The Warriors' value is up 1,000% since Was it 400 when he bought it? 450. 450. I think that's what Brian said. Brian, Brian said this like six or seven years ago when he tweeted. He said the valuation before they got Steph Curry is like 450 or something around there. To this day, it's at 4 million. And he said, I don't understand how Steph doesn't get half that money. Oh, you mean billion? Billion, whatever. You know what I'm talking about. It's just seven now. Y'all growing quick, boy. On the on the low end, the but you know, end. like they, you know, the Warriors have been super. I, 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 as as the governor, I'm speaking as a governor. Like I don't know, I'm not talking to them, but you know, we own the. They own the. They did a great job with just setting it up. You know, they got Golden State Warrior Entertainment. Like they got a music yeah. group. They yeah. uh, who they got a bunch of Chicago guys are head of the music label too. Is it? Who is it? Coast yeah. Home? Yeah, a bunch of Chicago guys. I got, I got to look it up. Dudes. Nah, nah, it's like uh, some of Kanye's folks, like the early Kanye folks, like uh, GLC and them. It, I may not be GLC, but it's a couple of them for a while. Really? And and it's funny because it's for the first time in two decades, the Lakers and Knicks aren't in the top spot, and the That's Warriors crazy. like number one. Yeah, I, yeah, bro, you don't feel any way about that, bro? Yeah, I said I, I'm the one that said it. I'm just for the sake of the argument. I'm just going against you. No, I feel you. I'm just saying, like to knock off the Lakers, dog, and the Knicks. Oh, I don't feel no way about it because I don't, I don't participate in that. It's against the CBA. 
You're absolutely right. I'm just saying you helped build it, bro. It was unreal. Like it's coming from yeah. somebody that leave and that bad boy is usually yeah, yeah, yeah. being rebuilt. Here, yeah, but here goes here goes <laughs> like, my here goes I mean? my here goes my here goes my crazy take. Scotty Pippen's got a uh, Scotty Pippen day with him and his son. You can have drinks, dinner, hang out with them, do some stuff, and he and it's, it's he charging three hundred thirty three thousand dollars. If he would participate in, you know, the valuation up of the Bulls and what he did with that dynasty, I don't think he would be charging three hundred thirty three thousand dollars for to hang out with him for a couple of hours. That's what I'm saying. So what do it really matter if I'm gonna end up one day as a possibility I'm gonna be like, yo, I'm charging nine hundred ninety nine thousand to hang out with me for a couple of hours. You know what I'm saying? That shit, wow. I wonder what fool is wow. going to bite that. It's going to figure that out. Bro. I'm like, if I if I sit with you for 333, I'm going to ask you some questions. <laughs> yeah, both y'all. <laughs> Point forward. So, E.T., on a more serious note, you know, I'm always, um, you know, I feel a certain type of way when, you know, certain play or players in general go through certain things or, you know, they're trying to, you know, find themselves or process, you know, and how, you know, our past experiences affect us still to this day. And I, I'm speaking on this former Spurs player, Josh Primo. He's just 19 years old. Um, I remember seeing him last year. Uh, we were in chapel together and I kept calling him uh, the little baby, the little like uh, young fella, young fella. And uh, it got on his nerves and he was like, oh, man, at, by the end of it. And. You know, just I watched him play. I watched him closely that night, watched him play, watched his movements. And I'm like, huh. You know, being in that Spurs system, being in a Spurs yeah. organization, I saw him as one of the young guys who he had winning qualities to his skill set, which is very rare. Yeah. And so I took a little liking to him, and I have been, you know, watching him more so than I would, you know, other just players in passing. And, you know, so the recent news kind of, you know, shocked me when I when I heard about it. And... How do we, you know, continue to learn from situations like this? And how can we help our, our young players uh, move on from situations like this? Because he's just 19 years old. Yeah. Um, he had he had a situation where um, he did some things um, that were, uh, I think it's a, what's that? It's, a, it's a misdemeanor, right? That would be like. Yeah, I think so. What they call it? Uh, we would call it what? Indecent exposure? Yeah, indecent exposure, the, yes. Right. So it's like a misdemeanor, but, you know, it's still like something that's, you know, it's considered serious. Um, and he got cut. Like, they, they cut him. Waved him, yeah. They waved him. Like, he's done. Um, his contract's guaranteed. I think I read something that said um, the Spurs are out of uh, $10 million. They just drafted the kid in the lottery last year. Um, there's a... There's an article about it, ESPN with Woj and Ramona Shelbourne were speaking on it, and uh, I just wanted to have that conversation. You know, I don't, I don't even know if there's a real question. Um, and and Primo, I think Primo did a good job of, you know, uh, you know, coming back with a response in terms of, you know, I own up to, you know, my mistakes and what I've done, um, dealing with some things. I'm going to seek help, um, but you know, kind of where do we go to here from? Where do we go from here? I've been asking few other guys you know i've asked some gms would you pick them up in the future um you know how much time has to go but has to go by you know um and then you know like what should his next move be how do we help him outside of, you know like he's going to get help and hopefully all that goes well and then what happens you know yeah i think one thing that occurs from this uh 
for for sure, 19 years old, he he's made a mistake, clearly. And uh, to to respond to how long does it take to you know clear somebody deal with him from here, you know. I, I think one thing to emphasize, even though we're in the NBA and stuff, and it's a real big man job, there's still kids that are involved. And I think sometimes we, we pick and choose on, on when he's viewed as a kid or not. I think what he did right. was immature and should never happen at all. Correct. But I think Nick Saban gave a, a great response. He's like, you see these 18 or 19-year-old kids getting in trouble, and you guys all scream and say, kick them off the team, kick them off the team. And it's like – throw them out of school, send them out of here, and this, and the other. And it's like, yo, it's an 18- and 19-year-old kid making a mistake. Right. He's like, every kid in college is out there making a mistake. They don't Them get kicked out of school. Some wild stuff. Yeah, but I'm not saying it in any sense, but I'm just saying. No, I'm not. I'm not I, I, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But, like, to finish off, it's like, he was just like, he used an example for one of his former players. He was like, one of my players who just retired from the NFL, he made a mistake when he was 19. Everybody screamed, kick him off, kick him off. He went on to be a Hall of Famer, mm-hmm. have six kids. His older daughter's in the Ivy League program, you know, in an Ivy League school. He took care of his family and everything. Now, if I would have kicked him off and sent him up the road after recruiting him as a parent and as a coach, understanding that he's just a kid, he's going to make mistakes. He would never had an opportunity to learn from a second chance. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like so oftentimes it's like I just think when you break down a 19-year-old is I, I don't agree with what he did, but I just hope that, you know, he's not blackballed or forever doesn't get a second chance because I think whatever occurred is messed up and you learn from it and you pay your tithes for it. But a lot of times we, we throw the book at people in this situation. And I'm not justifying anything he did right. sexually, but I just Correct. think in a grand scheme of things of, of trying to make sure when he does become, you know, rehabilitated yeah. and he served all types of times and lost finances mm-hmm. and he's going to see his lifestyle and livelihood change. It, when he comes back, are there going to be more people talking about punishing more or society and his last, you know, his last, uh, you know, sentence kicked his ass enough. You feel me? Right. And, and it's like you asked a question, you know, who's allowed to make mistakes and who isn't? Because yeah. we've seen it in the justice system over and over again when you have gun violence and the suspect uh, or the, what's it called, the person who's doing the crime. Perpetrator, a defendant. Right. Yeah. Depending on what you look like, who comes out dead or who comes out alive. Right? right. And I think that's the, that's the same question, like who's allowed to make mistakes and who isn't. And I think there are, regardless of however we view things, there are levels to some of our mistakes. Like, there are some things you just can't come back from. Correct. You know, and, like, there's there's some things going on in the NBA currently where some guys who, you know, they're, 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 they're putting on – they might be they put on timeout at the moment, and it might that timeout might never end. Like, you might yeah. be on permanent timeout. But at the same time, you know, like you're saying, like, this kid, he's made some mistakes. It's not right. And, and he, he, there is a punishment that, that will be served here. Um, but let's hope that, you know – he has an opportunity to um, get some help and then learn from it and then get right back to be what he was put here to be, yeah. which is a, a great NBA talent. Yeah, I think one thing that occurs as well that is really missing, and forgive me, I'm not too sure of the roster or how old the average age is, but the Spurs is a very young roster. 
Yeah, very young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very young roster. And I think sometimes, too, it really shows when you have kids governing kids. And I'm not putting that on anybody or anything. But to come into a locker room and, like, it's only two or three youngins around me, but to have, you know, a – a 28-year-old like you, you're six, seven years older than me. A 32-year-old Elton Brand. Yeah. You're not finding 32-year-olds in the NBA locker room yeah. anymore. Yeah. Or even yeah. Tony Batiste. You know what yeah. I'm saying? To kind of yeah. really yeah. Reel, reel in and govern you and be like, when I was about to do something stupid or whatever else, about like, hey, young fella, you don't do this or you don't do that. Like yeah. Sometimes the biggest thing for a kid coming into a new atmosphere in a crazy world is giving them free game and advice and constant support. You know, you got a lot of kids. It's one thing to send kids off to college at 19, but to send kids off to the pros. And that's what I was going to get By at. yourself. Like, parents got to be there. Somebody has to be there. But whoever calls these people handlers, yeah, it's on them as opposed to just being like an agent. But to make sure it's being taught in some type of guidance because – this kid has no clue how he's messing up his future. To be honest, well, the, with you. Well, the agents, the agents are just playing Russian roulette. Like they yeah. just, they just throwing a bunch of uh, a bunch, throwing a bunch of ones at a board, and yeah. one of them gonna hit with a max contract, and it takes care of the whole investment. It's like venture capital. Like that's the, the agency business is all venture capital. You just invest in a crop of guys every year, and percentages say one of them gonna hit. And you just playing that. You're not even really doing a job. You're not even yeah. providing a service, man. You just you just run a game on people. So that we got to change that for sure. Yeah, but at for sure. the same time, at the same time, uh, the NIL is starting to play a role in this too. Because like you're saying, Nick Saban, you know, and I'm 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 saying players should be paid in college. I just think we need to do a better job of uh, monitoring, or we need to build a new system on how. Mm. Well, what we do with the funds that these kids, yeah. uh, with, with, with the with the wealth they create for the university yeah. and to the institution of uh, amateur sports, right? And so, a kid who's 19, 18 years old, you know, ten years ago when they made mistakes, it was like my life's gonna be taken away from me if I get kicked off the team. Yeah. But now you got kids that make might make a couple million dollars, and you got private equity firms buying out, uh, you know name, image, and likeness of a player, and then they go and sell it and, and read the bit. They go out and sell it. It's like, I go, I'm going to give you a million dollars ET to let me handle your name, your, your NIL deal. And then it's up to me to make money off the million I gave you. So I, if I go get out and get two million, be like, whew, that was a good deal. So you're starting to see that more and more. But what I'm saying is these kids don't reap, they don't, they don't seem to understand like the repercussions anymore because they just, that money's there now. So yeah. now you got an 18, 19 year old kid in college who's making all these mistakes and it's like, I, I, I didn't got two, three million off this thing or I'm yeah. 200,000 is a lot of money for a college kid. Yeah, for 50,000 sure. is a lot for a college kid. Yeah. It's like, man, I'm eating. And we were just having this conversation about there are a lot of guys, if you just change your game in the G League, you can play in the league. And dudes would be like, nah, fam, I'd rather just play how I want to play and just yeah. stay in a G League. I have a G League career, uh, career for 10 years. Like, I'm cool with this. Right. That's a part of that, you know, yeah, the psychology of, of our youth nowadays. And, like, I struggle with that as an older veteran player. I'm trying to figure guys out. Like, you know, how Tony Petit or Elton Brand would, you know, or Aaron McKee or Kevin Ali would approach me about something I was doing wrong. I try that same approach. It don't work. So I got to go home and think about, like, all right, how can I approach this kid tomorrow because this is his issue. Like, yeah. like I don't – like, these kids don't understand, like, bro, I go home and I'm trying to figure out how to help you be better, and then I get to work. It don't work because you being a – you know, you being yeah. a generation F but or you, whatever they call them. <laughs> but you want to know what's so funny, bro? 
that's the circle of life, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> at, the of, at the end of the day, like, because somebody didn't said that to you. Somebody damn sure said that to me numerous <laughs> times. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. So on, an, on another note, you know, just tragic news. And it's always sad when it's one of your own. And I feel like it's one of our own because it's just our culture and our people. Um, you know, the tragedy that happened. Uh, well, once again, since it's the act of gun violence, um, and a member of the Migos takeoff, you know, gone way too soon, age of 28. Um, just condolences to the family, uh, to the culture, and uh, hopefully, at some point, we just learn that you know, that ain't the way we got to continue to build rather than destroy, and um, just wishing them nothing but the best. It was, it was funny because I was, I was in Miami. He was in Houston. We, we were in Miami. No, we oh, were yeah. in Miami. We were in Miami, okay. and I was at a restaurant, and they they played like a Migos set. So we kept hearing, uh, we kept hearing the Migos, and I said, "Bro, they got a crazy, got a crazy run. They got hits. A crazy like, catalog for sure. It's been like forty five minutes, and they playing half the songs, and they keep going. I'm like, oh, I forgot about this one. Oh, I forgot yeah. about this one. Yeah. And literally in that real time, it's. Like, if you match up the hours in the time zone, it was, like, happening in real time like that, yeah. which was it was kind of eerie when you wake up the next morning and you hear the news. So, you know, um, just shout out to the family. and To take off and to all his family, uh, you know, much condolences and, you know, thanks for the music. Support for this episode comes from Viator. Sure, a good souvenir is always fun, but it's the experiences that people love the most about traveling. When you get back home, that t-shirt might fade and that snow globe might break, but it's those once-in-a-lifetime memories that will last. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like architectural sightseeing, snorkeling excursions, sunset cruises, and so much more. With Viator, you can reserve everything from simple tours to thrilling adventures with over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries. Whether you're a foodie, a history buff, or an adrenaline junkie, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you can have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Make memories that will last forever with Viator. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Life moves pretty fast. Are you drinking water that can keep up? Smartwater Alkaline has everything you need to stay hydrated, no matter where your day takes you. Whether you're pitching a tent or your next big idea, Smartwater Alkaline can help you perform your best. It delivers a pure, crisp taste that makes it the perfect chaser after a big workout. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. Hey there, it's Matt Norlander with the CBS Sports Eye on College Basketball podcast. And yes, we are in the thick of the college hoop season. Our pod runs at least three times a week and covers everything you need to know. From the power conference team to the mid-majors, the scoops, the stories, game predictions, previews, huge recaps, everything. We cover it all. To find us, search Eye on College Basketball podcast wherever you get your pods. Thank you.
Today, we are joined by one of the more eclectic young NBA players, a guy I saw up close in the playoffs when we played the Denver Nuggets. And he may have just as much promise on the mic as he does on the court. It's the young man they call Bones, Highland. So we just hopping right into it. <laughs> Bones, oh, yeah, Bones, why you, how you get here? Like, in terms of, like, how you got here, you know, yeah. it's our pod, mm -hmm. you know, for sure. You're giving us hour of your day, like kind of walk through like how you ended up here through our conversations, mm -hmm. you know, and you mm -hmm. make it to the NBA. Yeah, for sure. You know, like, I would say, first of all, you know, congrats on the ring this year. Appreciate uh, it. Your fourth one. That's, that was, that's, that's a blessing, man. Appreciate yeah, that's four things, bro. But, uh, you know, how I got here, man, it's been a long journey. Um, you know, I grew up in a, a little city called Wilmington, Delaware. Uh, where a lot of people don't really make it out. Mm -hmm. And um, it's not a lot of people who, uh, you know, has made it to professional league. So I'm one of those uh, ones that, you know, made it. So I'm very thankful for that. And uh, I'm blessed, you know, beyond majors of that. So, you know, um, grew up in a tough environment. Um, it was hard, you know, it was poverty, stuff like that. But I had fun, you know, growing up in a, in a tough environment like that. Like mm -hmm. I, I got a lot, of, a lot out of it, you know. I wouldn't say like, Oh, I don't appreciate that. I don't appreciate how the way I grew up. Right. You know, I'm not the type to blame something like that. Right. You know, I take the good with the bad. Like, yeah. so, uh, um, you know, high school was fun. And, uh, you know, college was fun. I went to a, a small college called VCU. Yeah. Um, Mid-major, but, you know, as if you know about VCU, you know, we yeah, we we, yeah, <laughs> we going at any vibe. Yeah, and then, uh, you know, I was the 26th pick in the draft, you know, by the Denver Nuggets. And, um, you know, now I'm here, man. I'm just thankful and, uh. I can't wait to, you know, keep, you know, see what my journey has to, you know, offer for me. Right. But in terms of, like, point forward and, you know, our podcast, uh, how, why do you think you're on the show? Like, why why do you think we gravitated towards you? Uh, No, I, I feel like just my energy and, uh, you know, how real I am as as a person. And um, I'm a hooper, honestly, too. So it's like I, I feel like people uh, gravitate towards me. And um, you know, like I said, I'm just a real human being. You know, I don't fake nothing. And uh, I just got a great personality uh, within myself. Yeah, I've been watching your uh, your IG. And yeah, I'm like yo, this is the type of dude I would hang yeah. out. With. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. I'm like man, shorty, but every time I see you, yeah, I'm like, you know what I mean? always in a good mood. Nah, saying. for sure. And when you play, when you hoop, bro, you play with a passion, a joy, yeah. and you know, just hearing your backstory. Mm -hmm. It's like it, it get it's really uh, inspiring because it's like, damn, this dude has a lot to cry about. Yeah, for sure. You upset about you, you don't see. You don't think you ever had a bad day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? How, how did that start? Like, where did that confidence and motivation? So a lot of people say, I'm going to keep my confidence. I'm going to keep my yep. happiness. But mm -hmm. what's your theory and theory for life? Man, keep going. And, uh, you know, it, it really came from my mom. Like, you know, I, I have these stories all the time. Like, you know, back when I was younger, like, I, I used to come home from school and I, like, really used to watch my mom sit in the car and, like, you know, cry because, like, we couldn't make bills or she she had a hard time of, like, you know, keeping a roof over her head. And uh, it was one time I came home, I got off the bus, and I see my mom, like, in a wheel. And I'm like, uh, she was just sitting there listening to music. I think she was listening to Jasmine Sullivan. You know moms, they mm -hmm. play that old, you know, that old music, I get them in that bag. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. Like, it, it's the one that called Lion, Tigers, and Bears. And that, that's one of my yes. mom's favorite songs. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, I get off the bus, man. It's, it's, it's like drizzling, like raining outside. And I just see my mom in the car and, like, she she the type, like, she don't want nobody to see her cry and see right. her down, you know? Right. So I'm like, nah, sometimes he's going to car with my mom. And that's like my backbone, man. So I get in the car and I'm just like, not, something was just on my heart Just ask my mom How she feeling You know like yeah. What's going on 
And she was just telling me, she busted down to me. I'm just like, damn, man. So when she was talking, she was just crying, like tears running down her face. She's just like, you know, it's, it's just hard, like, you know, trying to make the bills and stuff like that. And then like, ever since then, man, I'm like, bro, like, I ain't got nothing to like, you know, complain about. Like, my mom going through this, like, and she getting over it and, she, and she like trying to make her way for, you know, me and my other three siblings. Like, it, it's no reason why I should be walking around with a sad face and, you know, not smiling every day because my mom been through the, the most. So, like, for me, it's like, bro, I got to keep going. And then, like, I get to college and, like, I'm like, man, I'm not feeling the schoolwork. Like, I just want to hoop, you know, right. just want to do that. And then she like, uh, you know, like. I just wanted to, you know, work one job, but I had to work three, four jobs just so I can keep a roof over your head. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't want to scrub toilets, you know. I didn't want to do this, do that, but I had to, to you know, make sure right. you eat, stuff like that. I'm like, damn, that hit me hard, you know. Yeah, I'm, like, yeah, I'm, like, I'm like, man, I ain't going to never complain after yeah. that no more. So it was just like, ever since then, man, I'm like, bro, like, I, I got to keep a smile on my face because it, it, it's always somebody out there that's going through something worse than, you know, yeah. what, what you're going through. Do you think you became a man that day? Because as an adult, you know. With your parents, you did their superhero. Yeah. And certain businesses who mm -hmm. try to keep away from you in order to stay in that kid atmosphere. Yeah, for sure. Did you kind of stick your chest up a little bit more and be like, yo, like, you mm -hmm. know, you call me bones or whatever. I yeah. Gotta, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, like, I, be a man about it. I had to, like, for me, like, I had to grow up fast because I never had a father figure in my life. So, yeah. you know, just watching my mom go through all them, you know, life challenges and trials and tribulations and stuff like that, like, I had to become a man early. You know, yeah. at the age nine, ten years old, like yeah. my mom putting me through some stuff that I had to, you know, step up and be a man. You know, so right. it's like, like I, I had to grow up real fast. But yeah. then when I'm watching that and experiencing that, I'm like, oh nah, man, like you really like becoming a man early, like fast. So like, like I always say, like I don't, I don't wish I had another life. Like I'm thankful for the life that I had. You know, I'm not yeah. finna say like, oh man, I wish I grew up this way. I wish I had this. I wish I had that. Nah, everybody life different. You know, you just right. gotta take, you know, right. the good and the bad with it. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. Because some days I do want to wake up white. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cause it's got to be lovely. Yeah. Just, nah. <laughs> just, a, just the anger alone. Just drop the nah. anger alone. You're like, all right, I'm not mad no more. It's gonna work for me today. I should hear yes. They gonna call me back. Yo, <laughs> yo, yo, hilarious, man. I really though. Going back to your childhood, um, how did where did you get the name Bones from? Mm -hmm. You know, cause my era, I'm old. Yeah. You know, he got he got busy bone. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I know, I know a busy bone. Yeah, you know, if anybody sure. watched Versus, uh, what was that about a year ago? Oh, I think? Where he bought the coke off the stage and threw the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, Ohio! <laughs> <laughs> I said, I'm like, bro, this, you're not gonna get no more shows. <laughs> True. So, how did you how did you get the name? Yeah. So, um, it came up from a. Uh, a childhood uh, friend. She 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 was a girl who played basketball and it was actually nice. So I grew up in uh no I was born in Salisbury, North Carolina, but I grew up in Wilmington, Delaware. Uh -huh. So when I came back to Wilmington, Delaware, you know I was the type of kid like I was just gonna go to the gym and just try to meet new friends. Right. So I moved to this uh the west side um the west side city. So I moved over there and I started going to the gym, and she was just over there and I, I like gravitated towards her because she was just so nice at basketball. Right. So I'm like, damn, I'm gonna try to be her friend, you know. Yeah. So and we was like eight nine years old. So. I didn't have a name, you know. They all, all the other friends, uh, they had names, et cetera, et cetera. Like, you know, I was just, I was born in North Carolina, so they caught like when I first came down, I, they, I told them where I was from. So right. they like, I right, was gonna call you Carolina, but <laughs> then it was like at first, they, like probably like three days, I did like, nah, we don't really like that name for you, like you know. So boom, she's like, you kind of skinny, like you know. All the <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, where, like where are the adults at? You kind of skinny. I'm finna call you. She like, yeah, <laughs> she just, <laughs> she just like, you kind of skinny, like. 
we're gonna call you Bones. I'm like, damn, that's kind of hard for her. Right. Like, yeah. I, said, I'm like I, I like that. I follow that. So then, boom, after that, my other friend, he like, uh, like I was getting busy, so I'm like, I'm, I'm nice with it, you know? <laughs> so he like, we're gonna call you Busy, Busy Bones. I'm like, oh, that's hard. <laughs> yeah. But this before though, I knew who the Busy Bone dude yeah, was though. Right, right. I swear I didn't no, know I mean, who he was. Yeah, so I'm yeah. like, ah, I'm like, that's the first, like, I'm the first person with that name, you know? <laughs> but I really still am though, because his name Busy Bone. I'm busy bones, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, so yeah, like, it's like a little, it. yeah, it's a little different for sure. Yeah, home told mom, dude, say like, mom, I'm streets is calling me she, busy bones. Honestly, so. like, <laughs> not <laughs> even though, like, yeah. when my mom started going to the games and stuff, like, yeah. she started hearing all my friends and stuff calling me bones. So oh. she just start like, you know, she's like, oh, like, who, who's calling him bones? <laughs> so then she just start going with it, and then like all the friends start calling me and stuff like that. And then man, it's just been my name since I was like eight, nine years old, mm -hmm. and like everybody think my real name is Bones. So I'm like. I'm just gonna go with it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we doing a scout report on a rookie. Yeah. Calling him bone. <laughs> no, that's real. Yeah. But it's because he's getting busy. Like when he when he was in it, we just played them in the playoffs, right? And uh, we had our first round. Mm -hmm. And every time you got in the game, I'm like, hey man, Steve, put me in. <laughs> Cause man, this little dude could go. This fire. little dude go crazy, and then he <laughs> coming at me full speed. I'm like, this little dude crazy, yeah. but in a good way. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yo, this dude is not afraid of nothing. Mm -hmm. yeah, you, I'm like, you, you little dumb rookie, you ain't afraid of nobody <laughs> out here. No, for sure, he hoop yeah. like he been way in a hoop in the league. I'm like, sometimes, nah, for like, sure, man, he, got, he ain't gonna be shy at all. <laughs> Talk about confidence and, yeah. and, and and what we call it, you know, the, the unreasonable doubt. Or is it unreasonable doubt? No, nah, uh, delusional confidence. It's like a delusional. It's not unreasonable doubt. It's uh, irrational reasonable doubt. Something like that, right? <laughs> no, but you just have this. You have this confidence about yourself. And I just did this. Um, I just did this event, right? Uh, Altimeter. Mm -hmm. It's one of the top uh, investment firms, and we were talking about confidence. Mm -hmm. And you know, I, I'm willing to share it here. You know, I said there's a lot of guys in the NBA who wouldn't be in the NBA without their confidence. Yeah, for like, sure. People don't understand yeah, how yeah. important confidence is in the NBA. Like, Definitely, You can man. shoot whatever shot you want in the yeah, game. And sure. I'm like, that's one of the most beautiful things. Mm -hmm. where you can just do what you do. And it's like being a quarterback and a, and a coach saying, I don't want you to throw the ball beyond 10 yards. Yeah, facts. So I can't go up the field. So mm -hmm. you, yeah. you second-guessing every throw. Yeah. Most definitely. I made, I made a comment about Dylan Brooks while I'm giving a speech mm -hmm. to, yeah. you know, uh, I think it was three black people in there. Yeah. Just 200 people. And just saying how confidence is a key, but confidence comes from the work you put in. Mm -hmm. And I was saying that Dylan Brooks uh, is a guy who, he would be in the NBA without his confidence, but he is a pivotal player for uh, one of the top teams in the Western yeah. Conference because he has the confidence. For sure. And I'm like, I can't be, I love that. Mm -hmm. yeah. And the same thing with you. The way you come at me, I'm like, <laughs> this dude coming at me like he don't like me. I'm like, bro, I, I'm, I'm rude for you. Why are you coming at me like that? But I love for it. Sure. Yeah, well, it's, definitely. It's just, it's just a beautiful thing. So, you know, kind of switching gears a little bit. You know, a lot of people have spoken about it. Um, our trainer, Drew Yoder, he always speaks highly of you. He was like, yo, I love Bones Highland, man. <laughs> like, that kid is special. Yeah. This is before we played him. Yeah. And I'm like, that means a lot that you're talking about yeah. a kid that I haven't even seen yet. He's like, wait till you play him. Wait till you hear his story. Mm -hmm. So, you know, first and foremost, con condolences to you, the yeah, family. Thank you know, you, you lost some it. close ones, man. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. tough to go through. And, you know, we've been reading up, mm -hmm. you know, the conversation uh, that the lieutenant had. Yeah, his for report sure. was just like, people don't understand the trauma. You know, yeah, um, most definitely. I'm all, keep dropping this book, The Body Keeps the Score. Mm -hmm. It's about the trauma we carry throughout our lives. My wife's been telling me to read it. But um, just kind of like, you know, I don't want you to relive it, but just mm -hmm. kind of, you know, how you've, 
gone through that experience yeah. and then how you've, you know, carried on after that? Um, it was a you know, tough, you know, moment for me and tough thing to go through for me. Um, I was actually in high school around that time. I was 17 years old and uh I was like in my bedroom, like watching uh, March Madness house. So I was on the phone with one of my close friends. He was a childhood friend of mine. Uh, we grew up together. And, um, you know, we just chilling. I'm on a laptop watching the game. I got my phone, you know, on the laptop. And just, you know, we just going over the game, watching the, being students of the game, you know, mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm, I can't wait for that moment to be in March Madness, you know, right. so I'm like, I, I can't wait. So I'm watching the game. So boom, like we just watching it. And then like, you know, I grew up in the hood. So like seeing like black smoke, like you just, it's a barbecue going on, you know, ain't nothing crazy. Right. Like, so I smell, so I smell it in the, in, in the air. I'm like, man, it's just a barbecue. Like I'm, I'm good. So I'm just, just chilling. Like, like ain't nothing happening. Then like, boom, like he just keep getting more intense and tense and tense. So I'm like, man, like what's like, ain't, that ain't normal. Like, you know, that ain't just a regular like cookout, something going on, you know? So I'm like, <clears throat> so I just get up and like, I, I go to my window and like, I just see all the smoke like surrounding and I'm like, oh, what's going on? So I walk from the window back to the door and I, uh, when I opened the door, like I had seen like the flames, like it was flames all over the door. Like as soon as I opened it, it's flames, you just see burst of flames. So I'm like, whoa, what's going on? So I immediately shut the door. So this is like, a, I forget what day this was, but this was one of those days, like you just chilling, like in the house, like everybody's having downtime. Yeah. Like my grandma with my two baby brothers, she's just chilling. Like yeah. my mom went to this place called Main Event where uh, our cousins, you know, my aunt, you know, her two babies, she just went to McDonald's to get, get them some, some food, bring back to the house. So we just chilling. So boom, like, but then as soon as I shut the door, I immediately thought of them. I'm right. like, Oh no! Like this, this can't be happening. Like, and like, I never went through like something like like that in my life. Right. You know, like I've been through some crazy stuff, but not something where it's like a a a, a moment where it's like a, a death situation where like, oh, like uh, what's about to happen? You know. So I immediately closed my door and like I just like as soon as I closed my door, I just dropped to my knees. I'm like, man, like, what, like God, what did I do? Like, I'm right. I'm a type of kid. Like, I'm a humble kid. Like, I. I'm I'm all for the community. I'm all for like you know giving positive energy out, mm-hmm. you know, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm like, man, like, what do I do, man? So I'm just like, you know, I just dropped to my knees and something like I always try to like not do is question God, you know. Right. But like right. in that moment, I'm just like, man, like, what's going on, you know? Like, and then boom. So right after that, I had um, I went to the like the the, the I got up and, and like went to the window, you know, and I'm just like. All the black smoke starting to circle around the room. Like, I really can't see now, you know? So, I'm, when I, as I'm getting up and going to the windows, there's three windows in my house. So, but my house is a very old house, you know? It's, so, it's like all, it's a lot of wood and stuff right. like that. So, it's a real old house. So, the flame's gonna catch on into it real fast. So, yeah. when I get up, I just see the black smoke. So, now, I, now it's cloudy. I can't see. I can't see. So, boom, as soon as I go to the window, I'm like, I touch it. Ah, it's like get hot, you know, my like about to burn my hand. So now mind you, I can't see in there. So boom, I touch the first window. It's hot. I'm like, ah man, I, I like I already know what this very turn to. So now I feel the pressure in the room, like everything about to start igniting and catching on flames. So right. I drop back on my knees again. I'm like, man, like I, I'm just gonna go, God. Like I, I like if it's my time, I'm gonna go. Like I feel like I did a good job of, you know, of, of my due my diligence on, on this earth, you know, for you. So right. you know, I know where I'm going after this. So if it's my time, it's my time. So you know, I just out to my knees, I'm like, all right, God, you take me, you take me. But then I just heard a voice in my head, like, you know, it's not over for you. Like, we need you, you know, like you special kid. So I just got up. I'm like, that's that that's God. Like, you know, so I got up. So I go to the second window, like it's hot. And I'm like, man, like God, like it's it's too hot. It's too hot. Mind you, like my windows don't open. Like 
like I lived in an old house. Like I mm. like it'd be hot in my house. I try to open my windows, they won't open right. at all. So I'm like, damn man, like this is crazy, you know. So boom, dropped to my knees again, but I just immediately just shot back up. I go to the to the last window, mind you, I can't see nothing in there. So I'm walking around like this, like just trying to touch up. Anything I touch is hot flames. Right. Anything is about to burn my hand. So boom, go to the last window. I open the window like with my hand, like force, like trying to really forcefully open it up. But it wasn't opening that first, but I really like yanked it and I opened it up. I'm like, whoa, that had to be God or at least that to open it up. Right. It never opened. So I'm like, man, like, open it up. I put my head out the window. I instantly like, yo, my house on fire. You know, this in the hood. Everybody outside, right. you know, you can just yell. You're going to see somebody yeah. talk to you. So I'm like, yeah. my house on fire, my house on fire. Come save me, come save me. And they like, uh, Bones, you got to jump. You got to jump. We need you. You the last hope. You got to jump. I'm like, man, like I, I don't want to jump. It's too high up. It's too high up. It's on like the third story floor. Right. Like, I'm like, I can't jump. It's too high. They're like, man, we need you. You the last hope. I go back in. Like I put my head back in the window or like everything else. I turn my head. The flame's coming in now. Like coming in. Yeah. If I'd have been in there for like three more seconds, you know, half a second, I'd probably have been gone. So right. turn my head. I instantly turn my head back out the window. I put my head out and I jump like head first. My knees hit the bricks and I try to get back up. I try to walk. I couldn't walk. I fell right back down. I forgot on my phone number. My immediately like when I jumped out, when I jumped out the window and I fell, I tried to crawl and like go to the car. But like I'm like, nah, my grandmother in there. So I'm finna go back in there and try to rescue him. But I, I can't walk. So right. I'm like, somebody call an ambulance. Somebody call an ambulance. Like I can't. Like what's what's going on? What's going on? Then they like, you know, they on their way. They on their way. I'm trying to call my mom. I forgot her phone number. So then luckily it's the lady. She like I don't know how she knew my mom's phone number. Man it was crazy. She called her. I'm like, mom, I was on fire. She the place is like she's at main event. The place like twenty minutes away. She got there in like five minutes, bro. It was crazy, bro. She got there, like his house on fire, da da da. So no, soon as she came, the ambulance came. Like they brought my grandmother out, they brought my baby brother out, and it was the rest. It was just like you know, it was like real, like sad and traumatized to see, right. you know. So it was like, damn man, like I really truly miss him. But like you know, the the thing that I take away from that, like. It's really like I'm really thankful and blessed to, you know, still be here. And, uh, you know, my one, you know, baby brother who survived, he was three weeks old and he survived the house fire. And like, that's like my angel on earth. And I'm yeah. like real thankful for him, like just to be here. And whenever I like get in those moments where I like, I feel like, you know, it's all over for me or like, I feel like I'm not supposed to be here. Or, like, mm -hmm. it's like, I always look at him like, man, like you my why, like you on this earth, right. you know, to, you know, to keep me going and keep that joy within me. And like. He one of the happiest kids alive, bro. Like he don't, you know, complain, just smile. And he like my biggest supporter. Like he'll be around him. He's straight looking up me. Anybody else that's coming in, if you knew, turn on busy bones highlights. He coming yeah. busy bones. So it's just yeah. like, you know, that's really my joy, my why. So like something I take from that, man. I'm just very thankful for that. And like I feel that presence, like when I'm on a court yeah. in my everyday life, like, you know, I feel them too with me. Like yeah. I feel my grandmother and my baby brother who passed. Like I feel them with me and their energy. And that's that's where I really get that joy and that energy and that like. That like that, uh, like that that dog in me, you know. Yeah. Like I miss them dearly, but like I know they with me. They gonna keep me going. Do you ever have survivor's remorse sometimes? Like what does that mean? Like just in regards to you know, obviously we have it sometimes from the hood where you might have made it to the NBA and your friends didn't make it, or you're living this type life. You know, when you look back on it, it's like damn, why me? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or um. Is it with the theory of you not questioning God? Yeah, I mean for me, like it it never was like. And that's in that instance, like why I mean, like I knew it was gonna be me, like you know, like I'm gonna make it to the league, do that, you know. I knew I was special when I was growing up, like I knew I was gonna make it to the league, you know. Yeah. But like, it never, like in that, in that, like incident, like you know, when it was like you know me about to, you know, basically pass away, it's just like why me, God, you know, like what did yeah. I do? Like it was one of those, like man, I, like I don't question God at all, like. Yeah. But I'm like, damn, like bro, like why me? Like what's going on? Like I feel like I did my, you know, my great dudes on earth. Like what did that's I do? Real. You know. Yeah. 
Obviously, it's a miracle, but you tore your patella tendon. Yeah, correct? patella tendon. Yeah. What, so what, I, what was going on when you hit the hit the hospital bed, and you know you're you're, you're finding out all the information. Mm -hmm. of, you know, one of the craziest nights of your life. Man, uh, you know, I remember that night like it was back in my hand, bro. It was like literally when I got in there in the hospital bed, like like it felt like the world was like just so in tune with what, what was going on with me. Like it was crazy, you know. Yeah. So like I get there, like I don't got no phone, my phone in the fire. So I'm right. like, but I just felt the presence and the love just from everybody, like without even having no phone or nothing. So I'm in the hospital bed, like I just see all these people rushing in the hospital, like, where you at, where you at? They just wanna, you know, just be there for me, you know? Mm -hmm. So I'm in the hospital bed and the, like the doctor, like she run over everything, my testing and stuff like that. And she like, yeah, this might be one of those like where you never get to play basketball again. Like you'll never play basketball again. I'm like, man, you ain't no way. Like, right. you know, I serve a greater God. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, God got the last answer. So I'm yeah. like, you ain't finna tell me I'm not finna play basketball again. Like, that's that's something you don't tell a kid, you know, who got dreams and making it to the yeah, league. Course, you know, mind yeah. you, I was 17. So I'm like, man, I got to make it to the league. Like, yeah, my family got to eat, you know. Yeah, like, it's a passion of yours, too. Like, yeah, most definitely. Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, nah, most definitely. Yeah. So, you know, when that, that was one of those moments. I'm like, man, like, it's no way she just told me, like, I can't hoop no more. I'm not finna hoop. Like, I've been doing this since I was a little kid. So, like, I was age two. You finna tell me I ain't gonna be able to hoop no more? Yeah. Nah, I serve a greater God than that. So, it's like, man, you ain't finna tell me that, like, yeah. at all. Yeah. <laughs> so, but that that kept me going, man. You know, I had a, a six month, seven month recovery. And um, I, I, went, I bounced back fast. Like, yeah. it was one of those, like, once I felt like I could go and I can move and I was shifty and yeah. I, I was dunking, I was like, man, I ain't wasting no time. I'm yeah. back in. Yeah, right. I'm back in the ball game. I ain't wasting no time. Like, I got to get back out there. So, mm -hmm. you know, the recovery aspect, was it was fast for me. Like you said, I want to go back to this confidence that you always talk about because yeah, yeah, what you're call, saying. We call it uh, uh, unreasonable doubt, irrational confidence. Yes, mm. of course. And mm, yeah. what we're saying, um, you kind of check, no check, you know, no check marks to make it to the league. Yeah. Six, right. What you, 6'2? Yeah, like yeah, 6'2. Six six yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like 6'3, six 6'2. Six yeah, 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 but 170. 70, pounds, yeah. Let's call it that. It's like, it's like, you know, my favorite golfer, one of my favorite golfers, Justin Thomas. Yeah. He like 5'9. He might be 150. <laughs> so we got, he he might be 170. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I look on the scale some days on 170, 171, then I drop down 168. So it, it's in that, in that range. It's in that range. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I'm saying like, you came from a state where I believe only, there's only been three NBA players. Yeah, three, man. Before that, it was Dante DiVincenzo. Yep. Mm -hmm. Before that, it was an old head from, I believe, the 80s. I, probably Terrence Darren, but I yeah, think, that's yeah. A, that's his name. That's yep. his name for sure. And AJ English was one, yeah. too. So, yeah, about four or five of us, yeah. like, really, like, made it out. You know, you go to different states, they got, like, hundreds of them, you know, yeah. people who made it to the league. So, man, like I said, like, I'm, you know, one of those ones that's, like, really, like, a, a special breed that, like... I'm thankful that I'm, you know, made it out of the city and I can, you know, represent, you know, my small city and like, man, like y'all, yeah, I got somebody who y'all can look up to, yeah. and this could be you. Yeah, small city, small, small school. Yeah, literally, like everything, everything small, small man. And then you <laughs> go on and you're doing it big. Yep, big. Big. most definitely. And is that why you have your um? Your social media, your YouTube, what is it? This could be you. Yeah, it could be yeah. you. Yeah, cause like, be you. really, like it's like, like yeah. if you go back and visit it, like you know my hometown, bro. Like you were just like, bro, like how, like. How did it, like the kid make it out of this? So it's like, yeah. 
this could be you. So like, I feel like I got a, a great, you know, connection with like my fans. And even if they're not, you know, fans of, you know, me, like they could be fans of just the, the movement that's going on, you know, yeah, like this could yeah. be them, you know. So I always want to live by that. And, uh, you know, I know that's going to blow up. And, uh, you know, that's, that's a great, um, uh, a great quote that to, to live by. Yeah, well, we, we have a quote. It's a quote. It's also a segment of our show. It's called Guns and Butter. You seen mm -hmm. Baby Boy? Yeah. yeah. Okay, good. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. for ben sure. Reigns is talking about, you know, Guns and Butter. He's, he's describing, um, you know, the results of your, the micro decisions you make. Mm -hmm. So which the decisions you make now that seem like they're small now, but in retrospect, they play a huge dividend. Mm -hmm. so, like, mm -hmm. so like what decisions did you make where you just say, you know what, I, I'm going to decide. This is my goal. Like you've been talking about since you were a kid. When you were eight, you knew you were making it. To yeah. The um. Some decisions, like you know, that I made. Like I grew up, like like I said, in a tough environment. So like all my friends, like was in the streets. You know, gang violence. You know, stuff like that. So I could have easily jumped into that yeah. and like went to that path. But like I knew I was special, and I knew like I had a you know a gift. You know, within the the, the uh within basketball that I can change my family life. Right. So like it'd be times where like I know like they get into some trouble, and like I'm like. I ain't going that way. You feel me? Like I'm, I'm, and they know, like, bro, like, don't invite me out to nowhere. Like, mm -hmm. they know me. Like, I'm going straight to the gym with it. Like, yeah. if they going out to a party, then that, that's what they doing. Like, they going out to a party. Like, I'm, I'm going to the gym. Like, they know what's, what's going on. So, that, that's something like I really like dealt with. Like, since I was a, you know, a little kid, like having to be around that. Like, really, all my friends, like, you know, smoke, you know, do that type of stuff. So right. I'm like, I never did that in my life. But like, that's really like one of those like things I got from like I just have a strong mental like. Nothing can't knock me off, but like I really, really like been around that my whole life, yeah. like, yeah. like right in front of me, you know. But like I never went that path. Like yeah. they, they know, like they, they be asking me, like, bro, like how did you do it? You know, like how did you be around us this long and you never did any of this? And I like, bro, like you really special, bro. That's funny. So, like, yeah. That's funny. They like, bro, how did you do this, bro? Like I just be like, bro, like I don't know, I just really never was interested in that. You feel me? Like that, that's what y'all did, you know. I'm like, y'all know, like me, like I'm straight hoop. You know, straight vibe. Like, I, like besides that, like, y'all my homie. You feel me? Yeah, but like, right. I ain't judging nobody. Y'all my closest homies, bro. But like, I ain't finna jeopardize what I got going on just for that. You feel yeah, me? Like, y'all right. go that way. That's that's what's going on. I'm gonna go my other way. You feel me? I'm gonna hoop and do do what I gotta do to you know, you know, uh, make the best for you know for my family. That's real. That's real. So you were super close to us in terms of location. Like you were in Delaware, and I remember the, that was the closest Waffle House. To Philly. Yeah, Waffle House is my favorite. Waffle House is good. I'm not so going to lie. To, yeah, <laughs> I, made, I, made, I remember so, yeah. the two trips I made down there just on some, you know, you might have a sad day. Mm -hmm. You know, you can have sad days certain places. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you know, you lose, it's tough. Yeah. So we would just go to Delaware, go to the Waffle House. Um, so I didn't, I never knew it was that close. So being that close, you know, uh, did you, did you watch us play at all? Yeah. Did I, did? <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, man. I, I'm great. Hoop. I, I, I'm, I'm a hooper, but like, I really like watched the game. Like, come on, come on, Dre. You know, I watched No, it's it just, it just so crazy. You know, most of the time you don't get to the league and see guys you grew up watching. Yeah. I do remember the first time I got to the league, I was starstruck by, Rip Hamilton. Mm -hmm. That was like the first one. Him and like Shaq and Vince. But Rip Hamilton was like the first one because I was a huge fan of his at UConn. Yeah, for so sure. I was just following yep. him at UConn and mm -hmm. he won the chip. Yeah. I remember drawing his name on the back of my notebook. Yeah. I played against him a lot. And so I just, I always wondered that. And it, we were right, right there. Too. Yeah. But now, though, I definitely watched, you know, careers and stuff like that. Trailblazers. Yep. You know, yep. when yep. You, you've been in a lot of teams, you have to as well. So, like, I've been keeping up, you yeah. know, with the, yeah. like, the history of the game. You yeah, know, like, I'm, I'm, I'm a, a, 
one of those Hoovers I like I love, you know, going back and watching like old highlights mm-hmm. and stuff like that when, mm-hmm. you know, players in their prime mm-hmm. and like really get after it. Like yeah. I, I I like doing that type stuff. Kind of transition into, you know, you now being the NBA, mm-hmm. super successful. Yeah. You just broke the franchise record for threes made in the season by a rookie. Yeah. Um, now you becoming a household name, mm-hmm. you know, now you got other endeavors, which I want to tap into yeah. you know, the YouTube channel and the music mm-hmm. stuff, which I'm, you know, uh, we got another guy that I want you to meet. Uh, he's in the music too. Yeah. Um, but suffering from success, we always talk about that when mm-hmm. you become successful, you know, you always dream to be in the NBA, but yeah. there's a lot of things that can't be explained to you that comes along with it. Literally. So, you know, just kind of how you've been dealing with, you know, success, mm-hmm. you know, can you go back home as much? Yeah, you know, it's for just, sure. Yeah, Jay Z line. Nah, for sure. You know, so uh, people say I can't come back home. You mm-hmm. know, when I heard that when I was back home. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, for sure. But at the same time, what do they tell you in the league? Stay out of trouble. Mm-hmm. Don't be around the people that yep. can get you out the league. But mm-hmm. it's like we've been with them from day one. So exactly. how do you? You know, me and mm-hmm. talk about it all the time. Like how do you play both sides? But, you want yeah, to stay true to and man, exactly. Are, exactly. Who you are is how you got here. Exactly. Yeah. But now that you're here, you do have to yeah. grow up. So yep. It's mm-hmm. always that balance within our community exactly. as black men that, mm-hmm. you know, the other side doesn't really understand, yeah. and we got to navigate that world. So mm-hmm. how have you been navigating it so far? I've been doing a great job with it, but, like, I feel like the like the type of person that I am, like, somebody, like, they didn't know, like, I'm a hood kid, but, like, I don't give off that. Like, I know how to, like, yeah, yeah, you know, like, I have a, my mom raised me, right, even though yeah. I didn't have a father figure in my life, right. she made sure, like, I know how to greet people, I know how to walk in rooms and, you know, talk and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So, like, I never really had that problem, like, a, a person for, like, oh, I'm scared of him, I da 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 like, even though I, I give off that, you know, that mm-hmm. hood profile, mm-hmm. but, like, you know, for me, like, it... it like people accept me for who I am. Not not saying I'm gonna change, but like right. people accept me for who I am, and they know the type 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 of person that I am. You know, so Correct. it it hasn't been like a hard thing to like manage for me. You know, even like like I, don't, I really stay far away from back home too, though, because like I I feel like it's 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 too much going on, right. too much tension, da da. You know, so I just stay far away. You know, but as far as like being around a uh you know just the league aspect and you know that community, like, I feel like. People accept me for who I am. Like they don't like question me for like you know who I am. Like to listen to my music, they they know like I grew up tough. I grew up wild. So then like, hey, why he gets it? He gonna change? Like no, like that that's not happening. You right, know, so right. I'm always gonna be me. Always gonna be busy, but like I know how to like balance it. I know how to mm-hmm. you know walk in rooms and have that professional side as well. Even though like you know if you see me on the court, like I'm straight hood. Like I'm like I'm giving off that. Right, like, right, right. But that's yeah. I feel like I do a great balance of that though. So I guess you know going into like music, you know, you know, I didn't know. There's a lot of yeah, like, a lot of y'all are into music, yeah, which I think is cool. You know, it was a time where, you know, it was frowned upon to do music because they say all athletes did what music, barbershops, car washes, yep. right? But I'm seeing a lot of talented yeah. guys rapping. Mm-hmm. I was listening. I keep, keep talking about the Memphis Grizzlies. I love y'all kids, regardless <laughs> of what they may tell y'all. Y'all know who they are. I'm listening to a song, and I'm telling Jordan Poole, "Yo, who is this? He nice." He like that's Jaren. I don't know if I'm supposed to say that. I don't know. If, I don't know if he wants me to know that he raps. But I'm like, ain't no way he raps. I'm bro. like, bro, this is nice. <laughs> he raps. And he was like, I got too much money to be arguing or some line like that. I'm like, that's a bar because I got too much money to be arguing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, um, nah. <laughs> one of my teammates is on it. JP secretly raps too, bro. and I found out. I you can little, tell he money. yeah, he I mean, yeah. So JP raps too. <laughs> But Wise is like, I heard his music. Yeah. Wise, can re- he raps like J. Cole. And mm-hmm. he makes the beats and everything, right? So kind of talk to us of like how you kind of 
got that passion and yeah. kind of what you're talking about mm-hmm. and, and where you want to go with it. Yeah. So for me, like when I was going through that um that tragedy that I went through, I was out for like six, seven months. So like growing up, like I always been able to like, you know, have a nice like uh voice as far as singing and stuff like that. Like I always could sing, you know, mm-hmm. so and I always will harmonize songs. So I'm like, man, like let me try like, you know, just a, a hook or something, you know. So me and my friends just in the crib, you know, just chilling. And um that was like actually one of those like I, like it was a passion of mine that I found out about like making yep. music. So I'm yep. around them and I'm like, you know, my friends can rap, so I'm gonna be that guy who make the, the hook and like the yeah. melodies, you know. So like we all tied <laughs> in. You know? so I I didn't really know how to rap at the time, so I'm just gonna make the, the hook and you know I'm gonna harmonize and do all the ad libs yeah. and make it just sound good. So, boom, we just start doing that and just start taking off and like people really start listening to the music. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, nah, we gotta keep going. So boom, like after that, like I just start getting more and more comfortable with it, like and that started to be like my coping aspect. Like I'm not really good with like talking to people about you know my problems because I. If I talk to somebody, they they, they going to break down and, you know, they're going to be like, dang, like this kid, like life story is really crazy. So I'd rather go to the mic and speak about my yeah. life, you know, problems and stuff yeah. like that. And, uh, you know, maybe like a kid, if he hear it all, he's like, man, I'm going through the same thing. Like, I'm listening, let me go turn on some busy. Like, he going to get me through. So that's something like for me, like I always wanted to keep 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 doing and, and, and I always wanted to do as well. Like make music, you know, for the people out there that's, that's that grew up how I grew up. And, you know, for some people, like they just love my music and just love, you know, just hearing me on, on the track. So... You know, where I want to take this is like, you know, be definitely, you know, I feel like I'm the best rapper in the league. I got the best, you know, vibes for oh, sure. Cool. That's yeah. how I feel. So, you know. Dame Dollar. <laughs> I would pass. say Dame Dollar. No, like, he got, he got. Yeah, his, like, I he, still he, listen to it. His album. Yeah, for sure. So, like, Most definitely. The best rapper in the league. I'm like. Nah, so I wouldn't say like as far as like Dollar been put together. Nah, I listen to him, and I don't listen to basketball players that rap. But I listen to Dame. Nah, Dame Cole though for sure. Like what I'm saying though, as far as like I think I make the best music as far as like vibing, you know, and like you gonna rock it, you gonna love my music. Like Dame, I feel like he he got straight like lyric like he he's tough with the lyrics like you gonna vibe out with the lyrics of his but i feel like mine like you gonna really feel my lyrics you know you gonna feel my backstory like like i put my whole story in all my songs so like you gonna hear it and you gonna like dang this kid grew up like crazy you know so that's something that i want to keep going and you know keep doing and your that, first album is called Hood Lottery Ticket, right? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, Hood Lottery Ticket, yeah. When did you come up with that? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I said, I grew up in the hood, and I felt like I was just the lottery ticket, you know, for to pave the way for everybody else in the hood. You know, I feel like they could look at me like, dang, this is a kid, like, who literally was in these gyms that I'm in right now, and he, he made it out, you know? Yeah. So I feel like that name fits me so well, you know? And yeah. it's like, man, like, and it just goes back to the, to the, uh, to the phrase, like, could be you. And uh, that's why I'm just going with it, you know. Yeah. I, and I really do this for kids that's like really growing up in tough environments and just like, man, we can go look at Busy's story and, and, and all his episodes and like, dang, like Busy was just in this gym. He was just in this gym and we in this gym right now. Like, yeah. how can't this be yeah. me, you know? So yeah. that's that's so, where I'm going with it. So moving further, like with your philanthropy work, what plans do you have? You know, do you want to go back to your old neighborhood? I know yeah. Isaiah Thomas, he had a gym and mm-hmm. back in Tacoma. Yeah. You want to? Do something like that. Put all oh, that man, set up. <laughs> man, bones, my bones highway. Yeah, like, you know? <laughs> bro, I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna That's go crazy <laughs> when it, when that time come and all that. You know, I'm gonna go crazy back in you know where I grew up at, and I'm gonna make sure like because when I grew up, like it was a lot of like you know what safe haven is. It's safe havens like where you can go in like kids can go like after hours like safe oh, like, instance oh, the, okay. the gym closed at nine yeah, yeah, yeah. you could be in there for twelve but it's like security and stuff yeah, yeah. And, like oh, making dope. sure you get yeah, home safely and stuff yeah. like that but like as I was getting older 
the uh, murder rates start rising. So like yeah. they really like start to cut it down. I'm like, man, like why would you cut that's that down? That's the reason to have it open. If, if, that's the reason to have it open. So like, you know, when it's that time to come, like I want to make sure like that's yeah. something like kids like can be in the gym, you know, yeah. to 11:30 at night or or because I always had the privilege like. To, to, to go in gyms at 11, 30, 12 at night and people will come open the gym for me, you know? Mm -hmm. So I always had the privilege of, of that, you know? So I want to make sure like, you know, two, three years from now, a year from now, whatever the case may be, you know, I'm making sure like it's gym and stuff like that where kids can go in and, and be comfortable, you know, to hoop in and, and, and achieve their dreams. For sure. Now, this is, this is a question that just came across my mind. You know, we all know where we come from mm -hmm. and the things we've seen. What... Things have been introduced to you since you've got to the league. I, I, to give you an example, I never seen a Range Rover until I got to the league. <laughs> like I never, I never seen that. But it doesn't have to be material. Like, yeah. It, it, like I never heard of. I didn't know what Gucci was until yeah, like, yeah, I thought yeah. Gucci was a joke. I'm like mm -hmm. Gucci, like yeah, like, like Poochie, Poochie, like you know what I mean? Yeah. Just on some childish like stuff. AP. Yeah. I, what is it? AP. Yeah. yeah. I never seen none of this stuff. Yeah. So what was something that was like? Oh, like something yeah. that opened your eyes. When you, I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat as you, Dre. Like, honestly, all this is new to me. Like, I, I, I don't know what, what any yeah. any of this was until I got here. Like, Delaware. yeah, Wilmington probably only had Macy's. Or bro, like, <laughs> that's <laughs> literally all. Bro. We don't have no luxury yeah. stores, bro. Right. So I'm like, I'm seeing all the new luxury brands and stuff like that. Once I get in the league, I'm just like, bro, white. Whoa, like you know, right. like was right. like you said, it was all the APs, yeah. was all the rolly stuff like that. But like, I'm not the type of kid. Like, I'm not really into that, you know. Right. So I'm not gonna jump in that and like, oh, I, I got it. Out. I'm not that type of kid. Right. I ain't grow up that type of way. I'm not finna hop in his lane and portray this image. Like, oh, like yeah, I've been, I've been doing what this was, right. you know. Right. I'm not that type of kid. So like, even though it's a, you know, they expensive watches and you know, spitzes, all that type of stuff. Like, I never been that type of kid to just jump in and be like, yeah. oh, I'm finna go get this and like stunt. Mm -hmm. Nah, that never been me. Like, I'm a humble kid. Like. You know, I'd rather do something else with my money. Yeah, well, we're going to get you a paddock because don't nobody know what it is. <laughs> uh, it's very fine, quality, crafted. <laughs> I'm joking. Oh, or it. <laughs> See, I don't even know what that is, bro. Yeah, they ain't going to steal that because they don't know what it is. But we just told them what it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I ain't, I ain't got one. Well, we grew up on watches with G-Shocks. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, Drew Story. The bow Yeah. yeah. <laughs> G-Shocks, man. That's all I knew. Like, as far as, like. If you had a G shot, you was a man. This is true. You was the man. Like you was the man. You had a yeah. G shot. And and as far as you know, just you know your ambitions, uh, on and off the court. Mm -hmm. Kind of talk to us about that. Like, where do you see your career going? Yep. Where you want it to be? You yep. gonna make a whole lot of money. That new TV deal is about to come up. Yeah, <laughs> you right on time. <laughs> I, for sure. I ain't gonna lie. A lot of you been telling me that. They've been telling me how much da da da. You feel me? But I'm yeah. type of kid. Like, I just. Are you? Bro, you, just, you be yeah, you good. Yeah, I just love it. You feel you me? You ain't like, gotta yeah. change. <laughs> a lot of other guys have to change. Yeah, yeah. You got mark, like, the names marketable. Yeah, like, you know but he saying? and he works. Yeah, for sure. Like, it's like, yeah. What's your biggest fear as a GM? Paying a guy that's gonna lie down yeah. in the deal, right? Mm -hmm. And, and yeah, I saw that with Jordan Poole when it, I said one thing you don't have to worry about yeah. is him not hooping. Not hooping, yeah, for sure. He love to hoop. Yeah, and that's the type of kid I am, bro. <laughs> right, I just love right. hooping, bro. Right. I swear, bro. Like all of that is cool. Like it, it's generational stuff. You feel me? But like, I swear, bro. Like even if that wasn't a factor, bro, I still would love hooping the same way. Like it, it, it wouldn't. It doesn't matter to me, you know. But like, it, it helps out, you know, you, you your family and generations and stuff mm -hmm. like that. But like, bro, like basketball is really my passion and my joy. Like, if it wasn't for basketball, bro, like I feel like, like it's, it's nothing else for me to be here for, you know. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like that helps my, you know, my story be be uh be heard, everything. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, basketball, is, I live for it, bro. I, yeah. I just live for it, you know. So so, so just tell me, like, kind of like your. 
aspirations, but yeah, like yeah, your goals sure. on yeah, the goals, court, yeah, yeah. And then off the court, yeah. Too. Um, you know, my goal is you know be a Hall of Famer, you know, superstar, like tons of rings, etc. So like, I know what like how hard you have. I don't really know how hard you have to work, but I'm going to work as hard as I have yeah, to work. Yeah. You know, because I don't know what it takes to to have a ring. You know, so like I'm I'm going to work my tail off no matter what. But like, I want to be like a Hall of Famer, superstar, and be one of those ones that's remembered forever. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be be one of those ones for sure. So like, that's something that I I go with every single day. Is like, how can I be a a better basketball player and a, a better human being? You know, each and every day. Yeah, well, you're gonna be that regardless, and. You know, I always say this. You know, Pete Myers always told me that story. I never forget. A championship doesn't take anything away from you. Like, yeah, you already in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, you already for a, sure all star. You already a champion. Mm-hmm. And you know, I won't go further into you know like that championship where it takes us in terms of mm-hmm. how we go after each other. Like yeah. we're always supposed to compete at a high level, mm-hmm. but I think you know it's almost like college. We sacrifice on the financial side to win a championship. Mm-hmm. And you know, mm. there's a there's a lot that, that, that goes on into that too. You know, yeah. it's used against this way contracts are set up, so on and so forth. But you know, yeah. <laughs> but you always want to be at the peak of what you do. And you know, me and ET always talk about we got to give the information, we got to get the knowledge to the young guys because yeah. you're the type of kid that's just gonna give it to the next generation. Exactly. You just got to make them better. Mm-hmm. But in talking about your off the court things, you know, how are you looking at growing that in terms of like having it as a business? Because we started this podcast because we yeah. had a lot of great conversations mm-hmm. a lot of intellectual conversations like we just went deep on like certain subjects it's like yo we got to spread this knowledge or just mm-hmm. share it it's kind of like a passion project but at the same time we got to run it like a business you, mm-hmm. you got to hire this person you got to hire that person you got to have a All budget that. you know how are you looking at you know growing your platform and your youtube channel um just being authentic in myself mm-hmm. in like uh you know allowing basketball to like like really bring in tons and tons of fans just off the person I am. I feel like it's so many like, you know, fans and people that just can't wait to, you know, know who Bones Highland is. Like they like, man, that kid is so like, you know, inspirational. You like he his story, like I feel like it's like I'm gonna be like heard of from like millions of people like this year, you know. So mm-hmm. like just just being myself and being authentic and just keep doing what I'm doing. Like I feel like it I feel like if you force something, like it'll never work. You know, like I'm the type of kid, like just go with life, you know, whatever God has planned for you, just go with it, you know. So yeah. I'm like that that's just something I just gotta be authentic, like I always been and just, you know, keep working my tail off and everything else will fall in line. Like my platform, you know, what I want to accomplish as far as like, you know, like I wanna have, you know, the Tracy uh like the thing that I uh, started is called Tracy. Mm-hmm. It's, it stands for the three, and uh, it's, I got a whole bunch of like brothers. That's that's it's like a movement, it's a basketball movement. But like I want to have that, you know, Tracy word on like literally everything, you know. So like tons of buildings and stuff like that. Like my my like my vision for like the business side is crazy, bro. Like I want, I really want that to be yes, on sir. everything, bro. So that, that's something I really want to do, though. Well, make sure you. Uh... Get an LLC, yeah, LLC. Set up. all yeah. set up already. Uh, Somebody will steal your stuff. Nah, for sure. You know nah, trust me, that. <laughs> nah, for sure. Marketing team, run our ideas. Yeah. What y'all say? Show your love. Show your love. Yeah, for sure. Take it and put it and sell it. Trust me, I, I, I'm already hip yeah, to what's going on. I trust you. That's already in the works. Say, like you know, people calling their kids Trace. Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah, for sure. What? Yeah, most yeah. definitely. But now nah, that's really all been in the works because mm-hmm. I had this vision like you know before like that tragedy started and uh, I had this vision like to to have that name on everything and you know just be worldwide with everything so like 
it already it's already in the works right now. So like I feel like if you try, that's that's on you. You ain't gonna win. <laughs> <laughs> Man, he got the book, he got the movie, he got the clothing line, yeah. he got the short Everything, form, he got the long bro. form content. Man, you came back uh, better than Kane. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna put it on ET. ET, how you want to close it up? You've always got something unique and special when you're off the cuff. So, nah, just close um, us out. <laughs> nah, I think honestly, man, not even myself, we we should. Um, I, I definitely appreciate your awareness, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Because uh, you hear the story, dream deferred, mm-hmm. and things like that. And saddest thing is, uh, people not recognizing. Their gifts and their truths in yeah. order to, uh, you know, mm-hmm. do everything that, you know, like you say, speak highly on God that God put us here to do. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, with, with that being said, you know, I, I I think he should finish it off and, you know, whatever whatever, <laughs> yeah. whatever game you got to say for real because yeah. your, your voice and your energy and your spirit is uh, electric. But, you know, I think we speak a lot, but for kids to identify with a, with a positive voice that's courageous enough to say what's right and what he really feels as opposed to what's cool. Yeah, for sure. Nah, nah, most definitely, know, for sure. I would rather mm-hmm. bone set the tone because I think uh, he's, his voice is going, like you said, it's going to be heard today and, yeah. and, and moving forward. For I sure. appreciate your story and your journey yeah. and uh, your strength. Yeah, around. most definitely. Uh, it's definitely an honor, you know, from you two guys that, you know, had me on this, you know, podcast. This is a, you know, blessing for me. Uh, I never would have pictured this day, uh, you know, being in front of you guys. This is definitely a blessing for me, you know, allowing my story to be heard and, you know, just to have my name be uh, heard by, you know, thousands and, you know, millions of people. So, like, I'm definitely honored to be here in front of you guys. When it's all said and done, like, I definitely would be one of the greats. Amen. Amen. And, and come at me crazy, because now I got to switch it back on to play against you. So when you see me, just make that face. And I'm like, all right, now I got to go back at this dude. I ain't going to lie. I can't right now. Just, bro, it's I'm, only... I'm just saying, on the court, you going to do it. I'm like, all right, snap out of it. Like, bro, you like... I'd be like, yo, this kid a killer. Bro, I be trying to pull it out of it. Appreciate you, fam. Yes, Thank sir. You Thank so you, Jay. Much, yes, sir. Thank you, guys. Yes, sir. Thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com.